0: Okay, here we are right now with some more words to share. I am hoping you are well. I am hoping you are doing what you do, feeling what you feel, seeing what you can see. (laughs) Today I'd like to talk about action, thought, feeling, and perception. And this is really something that, if misunderstood, if not differentiated, can lead to all sorts of problems. And if understood, if differentiated, can lead to wonderful understandings a great clarity on how life is and what it's like to be you. What it means to be a human being that is alive. So the way we always do this, which is the most stock standard way of doing this, is we say, okay, we've got your experience. We've got reality. We've got, we've got something here. And it's so much of what it is that we don't know where to begin with it. We don't know where to start. So what we can do is divide it into smaller pieces. And from a practice point of view... We're actually isolating these smaller pieces and going into them so that they become deeper. As a way of living deeper. Of a way of, As a way of being alive on a deeper level. And what I mean by going into them is, well, first of all, the first step is just isolating them. That is the first step. Just doing that in of itself can go a long way. But to further that, to take the next step after that, is to actually practice these things, to actually work these things, which is to do things within these things that are just for these things, which means you are doing action just for the sake of action. You are thinking just for the sake of thinking. You are feeling just for the sake of feeling. You're perceiving just for the sake of perceiving. Now look at it normally. Normally we do action because of things that we think. And we think things because of the things that we're feeling. And we feel things because of the things that we're perceiving. And we're perceiving things because of the things that we think. And we think things because of the actions that we took. Which because we feel, which because was thought, which was because we were perception, because action, thought, feelings, perception was thought, action, right? That's what it's normally like. (laughs) It's normally a big ball of knots. It's normally which came first and I don't know which why one came there and what for the other. So what we can do is just take a moment to make this clear. You've got action, thought, feeling, and perception. And to isolate these and to do them unto themselves is the key. Now, let's elaborate on each of these. Action is body movement. When you move your body, that is an action. That is action Action is expression. When you express yourself, that is an action. Now that's very tricky, isn't it? Because expression is so easily tied up in feeling. Expression is actually an action. Crying is an action. Waving and smiling at someone is an action. Giving someone the rude finger is an action. And yet they're all expressions. Next point action is object interaction. Are you sitting or standing at the moment? Are you holding something in your hands at the moment? Are you moving it somewhere? You've got the technological device that you're listening to this on. That's an object interaction. That's action. When you pick something up, you put it down. That's action. That is object interaction. Action is also environment interaction. When you're interacting with the environment, you're responding to is there any danger? Are there any other people? Is there something that needs to be done in this environment? Is there something new or unfamiliar in this environment? And all of that is action. Now, of course, that's closely related to perception, right? When you are looking around, when you're feeling the atmosphere of the place you're in, That's perception. But really, when you're interacting with the environment, that is action. Action is also pose and posture. Are you sitting upright right now or are you sort of slouched over? Are you sitting in an alert way? Or are you sitting upright in a way that is sort of too stiff and everything in between, and, or other, all other sorts of variations in the ways that you can sit. That's action. How you pose, how you strike a pose, is action. Action is also speed, dexterity, flexibility, strength, agility, endurance, and ability, and all the rest of it, of the body. Action is also your habits, the things that you do. Action is also your reactions. Now, this is closely tied to emotion, which we put in the category of feeling. But reactions are actually actions. It even says in reactions, actions. You're taking an action action. Because of something, in retaliation of something, from something, in response to something, that's reaction. Action is sports. Action is productivity, when you're actually making something. And action, most broadly speaking, is any movement of the body which was the first point that we began with. And the practices for action are yoga, stretching, tai chi and qigong, fighting, working, exercising. And of course, you could probably put sports in there. I mean, I mentioned sports. But sports is one of those things which is action. It's all based on action. So now we come to thought. Now, what is a thought? What is thinking? Isn't that such an abstract question? Do you like that question? Have you mulled over that question? Have you contemplated that question? <laughs> thought is voices. Do you notice that? Your thought is always a voice. Sometimes it's not even your voice. It's someone else's voice could be my voice if you're listening to me right now, but other times, it's actually other people's voices inside your head. Sometimes it's just a phantom kind of voice, and it's not really your own voice. And this is what is meant by finding your own voice. Finding your own voice is actually something very powerful. When you don't have anyone else's voice inside your head, it's when your voice comes out and it's true to you and it resonates in a way that is in alignment with your deepest, authentic being. That's finding your own voice. Thoughts are words, all words are thoughts. If it's a word, it's a thought. Thoughts are speech, thinking is speech. Any words that are spoken, we put in the category of thought. And also text, and of course text has many different subcategories. We can say stories or narratives or any other form that you like, essays, ideas, doctrines histories, and all the rest. And ideas, well, ideas are a little bit more abstract. They're more sort of to do with structures of words or structures of thought, along with belief. We can say that a belief is a structure of thought that we see as a kind of pattern through all the many smaller words. Almost like if we say each word was a tree, and we looked at the forest, then we'd say, well, an idea or a belief is all the same kinds of trees. Because if we we look at a forest or a jungle or whatever, there are multiple types of trees. And yet, the types do repeat themselves. There are types that have growth over and over again in the same way. Another word for that would be memes. Belief memes or idea memes. So that's thought. And now we come to think uh, sorry now we come to feeling we just went to thinking this is now feeling. So, we've had action, we've had thought. What is feeling? Well, feeling is your temperature. Your feeling is how shaky you are. Feeling is how heavy you are or light you are. Feeling is how big you are or how small you are. You notice how funny this is? That you can feel big at certain times and you can feel small at other times. You see that in the phrase... You built someone up to be a big man. Or you belittled someone. You put someone down to be a little man. That's what's going on there. And it's quite curious, isn't it? That your body size hasn't changed. It's just the feeling. Feeling is also energy or sensation. Feeling is also motivation Feeling is emotion. Oh, that's a big one, isn't it? Emotion. What are we going to do with emotion? What sort of emotions have you had today? Would you even be able to say, have you been thinking and acting too much all day? Feeling is also pain. Feeling is also love. Feeling is aliveness. Feeling is digestion and substances. It's eating. It's the eating process. It's the metabolism process. And the last thing on my list is feeling is attitude, which ties in with actually pose and posture. Your pose says a lot about your attitude. And the pose is the action, but inside there is a feeling. Inside a pose is a feeling. And now we get to perception. What is perception? Have you ever thought about it? <laughs> Do you know what perception feels like? <laughs> oh dear. I shouldn't send you off on that sort of a wild goose chase. No, let's get into it. No, really. Let's let's take a look at this. Let's take a proper look at this. What is perception? Well... Perception is image. You might think perception, you might have thought perception is seeing. And you could say that in a way. Perception is sight. But really, perception is image. To be more accurate, it would be more closer to home to say that Perception is image. If you, if you have, here's the difference. If you have the image of something, you have perceived it. Which explains how you might have seen something, but you didn't perceive it. Your eyes might have lay themselves on it, but you might not have perceived it. What does the Sydney Harbour Bridge look like? You might have seen it in a photo. You might not have seen it for real. But if you have the image, then you've perceived it. And to the extent you have the image in you, is the extent by which you have perceived it. How much detail does that image have? Can you see the Sydney Harbour Bridge from a distance? Can you see the Sydney Harbour Bridge? I'm, I'm talking, of course, in your mind's eye. Can you see it from right on it as if you were driving across it? Can you see the Sydney Harbour Bridge from walking across it on the walkway? Do you know what the do you know what the fence on the side of the walkway looks like? The fence that stops people from being able to jump off or fall off can you perceive that now you might have you might have been across the sydney harbour bridge but you don't have the image you haven't perceived it unless you have the image so i probably have a lot to say about sight i mean it's a deep subject and there's many different ...little things that we can get into. So let's let's not go too far down that road... ...but let, let me just say that there's a lot in sight. Sight is a deep one. Perception is sound. So just like... ...it's not necessarily so that the sound happened... ...well I guess, I guess we should say perception is hearing. And I guess we can say smelling as well, right? It's the same sort of structure as what we've been saying with sight. If you can hear the sound of something, if you can hear the sound of your favorite song, like when your favorite song plays in your head, that's because you've perceived it deeply. Perception is also skin contact. When it comes to touch, to recall touch in your memory, It's quite different to the image, isn't it? Do you remember the touch of sand on your toes? Do you know what it's like to walk along the beach and to have a wave come up and wash your ankles? It's touch of the skin. Now, of course, images do go with that. The beach also has sounds and smells. It also has feelings and thoughts. It also has action. But the touch is distinctly unique unto itself. Now, beyond the five senses, we also have alertness and immediacy. Perception is always immediate and alert. When you perceive something, you are there for it. And it's right, splat, bang, in the split second of the here and now. Perception is also the breath. Now, I've put the breath in perception rather than action, for many reasons, because for one, it's not really you that does the breathing, but, but ultimately, breath is perception because it's in impression, and that's my final point for perception. perhaps I should probably just expand a little bit on impressions. Impressions is the world putting something onto you. Life putting something onto you. Your experience, your environment, putting something onto you. And really that applies to Well, it applies to feeling as well. I'm not sure how it applies to thought and action. But a feeling can be imposed upon you from the larger... Well, it it gets a little bit abstract when we talk in such a way. So really, perception is... An impression on of the world upon you. Let's let's probably leave feeling and thought. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's coming for me. That's not really working for me. I don't see how that works. And that's a good definition of what perception is. It's what has made an impression on you. If the Sydney Harbour Bridge has made an impression on you, a visual impression, then you've perceived it. If the feeling of the waves of the beach on your ankles as you walk along the sand has made an impression upon you, then you've perceived it. So that's perception. Now, what are we to do with all this? Well, we act for the sake of acting. We think for the sake of thinking. We feel for the sake of feeling and we perceive For the sake of perceiving. And what you can do is create a little routine for yourself. Or a kind of spiritual practice for yourself. Which involves all of these things. I'm going to do an action. Which is only for action. It's going to be a body movement or an object interaction. Which is only for that And I'm not going to think about it. It's not going to matter how I feel about it. And it's not going to have any sense of sensory gratification. It's not going to look fancy. It's not going to sound fancy. It's not going to smell fancy. It's not going to be some sort of fancy skin contact sensation or pleasure. It's action just for the sake of action. And for thought, well, I'm going to do words, speech, talking, only for the sake of the talking. It's going to have nothing to do with my other commitments. It's going to have nothing to do with my feelings. It's simply going to be speaking for the sake of speaking. Now, feeling. Feelings, basically, out of all these four, feeling is one of the most neglected. Feeling is one of the ones that is really cast aside. It's the one that's that's left out most often. I mean, at the moment, thought is king. Words are king. And it hasn't always been the case and it doesn't have to be the case for you and me and really when you connect with your feelings that's when life really opens up that's when things become very deep because thinking in thought is not not really a very it's not really very powerful we might think it is we might be completely encapsulated by these wonderful thoughts that we have But when you truly connect with your feelings, you see that, well, they fail in comparison. So feel. Do something perfectly for the sake of feeling. What do you do that is because of the way that it makes you feel? Or where do you go because of the way that it makes you feel or what do you say or think because of the way that it makes you feel. That's that's putting feelings first. And there's a lot in emotions. We're really we're really just speaking broadly, very broadly, with these things. And of course finally, perception for the sake of perception, means to look at something and to just look at it. That means look at it and don't think about it. Don't interact with it as an object, because that would be action, and just put your feelings on hold. doesn't matter how you feel about it. Now, of course, some people can go through life in a kind of opposite thing of that, right? They see something and they react to it because of this feeling and then they say something about it. It's like the opposite of perception. It's almost akin to not living. It's like living in your it's like living in your own world and never being able to see anything outside of that. And it's quite startling when you realize this. When you realize you've left out perceiving. Then it can be like, well, have you even lived? And this is a common insight that people tell me about when we talk on meditation retreats. Because, of course, like, like what is a meditation retreat? Look at Look at what a meditation retreat is. You stop all action. All of your actions are just set on the schedule, on the timetable, and you're just left with the majority of the day having no action. And of course, in those conditions, many of the thoughts just reel up. The mind goes haywire. Because it has no idea what to do. Because all these actions that you've been doing have been in response to the mind. They're so closely connected to the mind. And if you can get past your thoughts enough, you actually open up into feelings. On a deeper level, the feelings start coming forward. And then there's pain, there's hurt, there's neglect... And there's also joy, there's also beauty, there's also wonderful feelings. Of course, everyone's experience is different. But then, of course, when you're on this meditation retreat, like so many people have said, they get to the point where they, they perceive things. In so many different ways, they say, oh, what a beautiful tree that was. Oh, I had this amazing opening when I was looking at that tree. Oh, the taste of the food was so incredible. Oh, the smell of those flowers. These sorts of things. So, meditation really is... Well, I mean, look at it. It's all of these things. It's skewering all of these things. Now, there's a few other things... That can go along with meditation that can help you with these. If you want to skewer all four of these, is what I mean. Meditation is the best one, but there's a few others as well. One is creativity. So creativity involves feeling and perception and thought and action. Connecting. When you really connect with another person, you're really perceiving them. You're really feeling them. You know this you know this saying like, yeah, man, I really feel you or yeah man I can smell you. Yeah man I dig it, that sort of that sort of talk, that sort of phrase. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I I get it. That's just a way of saying you've made an impression on me. And we have that understanding because of that impression. So when you're really connecting with someone, you're really doing all of these things. And another one is learning. Learning is action. Learning requires thought. Learning has your feelings all tied up into it. Someone says, oh, oh, you're learning a new subject or you're learning something at university. How's it going? And you say, oh, it's terrible. Oh, it feels terrible. Ah, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm overworked. These are all feelings, right? The feeling is the thing that's dominating them. And they don't even know that because they're thinking so much. Because <laughs> what they're learning is ideas and words and speech and text and stories and, and all the rest of it, right? That's 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 the irony, is there that, that that's really the the studying university students dilemma or even high school students' dilemma. It's that they're going around learning all this stuff and it's all in the head it's all in the mind it's all thoughts and the feelings are like like the, they're like the elephant in the room it's like no one ever talks about them and of course you don't know any better i didn't know any better i had no one explain this to me i had to figure this out for myself <laughs> and that's learning and another one is Becoming conscious. And this is where we get into sort of a spooky epiphenomena, which is what we really need. Because when you say, okay, now I'm perceiving something more deeply, or I'm feeling my feelings more consciously, or I'm really taking action just for the sake of action, and really looking at it. As to why I do it, whatever it is. And I'm thinking more clearly. And I'm really not letting my thoughts spill over into my feelings, perceptions and actions. Then you say, well, what is this, what is this thing that's doing all this? What is the thing that's navigating this? It's not exactly like a doing. Because doing is of the body. But there's something else. What is is the thing? What What if I look at the thing that is the origin of thought? Or the receiver of thought? Or the origin of feeling? Or the thing that's having the feeling? And of course, there's a whole lot of sort of stock standard terms that we can put In this place, we can say it's the soul, or it's the spirit, or it's the self, or it's the ego, or it's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It's the Holy Ghost. (laughs) And of course, that's where sort of higher psychology comes in. That's really the beginning of spirituality. And there's a theoretical component to that. There's a theoretical side to that, which we've spoken about in the past. We've discussed that in many ways. But none of that comes into play. None of that. Nothing to do with the soul or spirit or self or even ego. You can forget about talking about ego If you don't have these four things clearly differentiated for you personally, action, thought, feeling, and perception. And that's all I have to say, for now.